0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Inner Fight Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Maybe because you're a super awesome person and you subscribe to the podcast, that's why you're listening today's, to today's show. Or maybe it's the fact that the word transformation, no, it wasn't a marketing ploy, it's exactly what we're going to talk about, but maybe that's the word that got you in. Transformation comes in many, I guess you could say, shapes and sizes, some of them physical, and a lot of them, as we talk about in today's show, are more mental. My guest today first came to work out with us actually in the old gym and was a loyal attendee of my 5.30 a.m. class, always came with a massive smile, lots of energy, and did everything with a lot of effort and energy, never shied away from anything. And I wouldn't say she smiled every time she left the gym, but most of the time she was quite happy to leave. Not sure if that sounds right or not. Great energy and always a great smile. A few months ago, I realized through a means that, I'm not sure how it came into my inbox, or somehow into my life, that she'd undergone a huge transformation. I saw her a few weeks after that as she came to see us at Track Tuesday for a run, and as I told her in probably quite a freaky message after Track Tuesday, that I felt some energy from her, a sparkle in her eye, that actually... This was the start rather than the end. A lot of people go through transformations and that's the end point. And a lot of people, the transformation starts a new life for her, which is basically what we speak about in today's show. This week's show announcements, I guess the first announcement, and if you're watching the video version of the show, which I strongly encourage you to do every week, please go and support us on YouTube. The strategy behind that is that we are trying to get a little bit bigger on YouTube So we're doing a lot over there. If you don't like the full show, or if you don't want to listen to the full show as well, announcement I should have put out a few weeks ago, there's lots of outtakes of the show. Some of them up to 15 minutes, some of them three, five minutes, which we think are some of the most important parts. So that's why I'm talking a lot about YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, you might realize that the backdrop that I have here is very similar to a backdrop. And this would only really apply to if you've been watching listening to the podcast for a few years. It's exactly the same backdrop bar one picture that you would have seen during August of 2019. For the first time in four years, I'm back in Australia with the same backdrop. That's one announcement. Second announcement, which is probably more relevant, is that the Turf Games are coming in November. If you are interested in getting involved in the Turf Games as part of a team, as one of our Inner Fight teams, we have entered I think five teams or places for four or five teams we will be filling up those places by a selection process give Andy a shout am at innerfight.com he is heading that up making sure that anyone who wants to participate in the turf games in November can get involved there will be selection trials if you want yes it sounds maybe a little bit high schoolish but it's the best way to and the fairest way to get our teams out on the competition floor at the Turf Games in November. If competition is your thing, well, community should be your thing as well. Get ready, 28th of July, Final Fridays. And if you're missing this month's Final Fridays, but you're back in Dubai next month, we're going to have a very special one. It's actually just outside of August. It's going to be on the 1st of September. I know that's not in August, but it's going to be on the 1st September. And it is also a very special day that we'll be celebrating three years operation of our gym at Studio City. Yes, it's been three years since we moved from Alcoz, three years since we've dealt with COVID and we're going to celebrate it with final Fridays, 1st of September. So either of those dates, mark them in your calendar. If you're here for both, that's great. 28th of July and also the 1st of September. Other news, I mentioned it last week. There's been some great uptake on this. It's a week or about three days in now. Ladies Run Club Summer Plan is All guns blazing. If you're traveling this summer, if you're a guy, if you're a girl, it doesn't matter. Steph is not sexist at all. She will help anyone who wants to run. If you want that online program, it's an off-the-shelf program. It's got loads of good moving parts to it. Give her a shout. sh at innerfight.com That is it for this week's announcements. Let's get on with the show. This is episode... Number 820 of the Inner Fight Podcast Transformation with Manisha. Enjoy the show. Talking casually is okay, but when we put mics and when we put videos, <laughs> everything changes. Manisha, we can talk normally. It's okay.
1: It's okay. <laughs> it's it's okay. all good. It's going to be fine. <laughs>
0: It'll be fine. You said you are in a stage of saying yes to everything. This is the first podcast. Why? What is the stage of saying yes to everything?
1: So it is anything that comes along my way. I am open and willing to give it a shot. And I may fail and that's perfectly fine. But I am, yeah, I think with everything that's happened in the last six, seven months, yeah. I'm like hundred percent ready to just be like, yes, let me do that.
0: <laughs> Are you a new person?
1: Uh, I look like a different person. <laughs> do you? I think so, yeah. I mean, people have like come up to me and been like, I don't like, I, I, I saw you, but I didn't recognize you. Really? Yeah, that's fully happened. Um, but am I a different person? No, I'm like the same person on the inside. I just, I'm now more willing to let people see it because I'm a little bit more confident, a little bit more comfortable in my skin.
0: So that makes me think that for a number of years, you were a person inside, but outside to the world, you were someone different. Yeah. What made that start?
1: What made it start that I would look different and felt different on the inside?
0: Inside and outside is completely different people. Yeah.
1: So I think, I mean, like I've been overweight since I was little. Like I, we were looking back at pictures of when I was at Des and, and it was really funny. I think Des. You were at Des? I was at Des.
0: <laughs> I must have left, but you're a little bit, you're just turned 40. Yeah. And I'm 44. Yeah. We could have been there at the same time. We
1: might have been, Yeah. Wow. So I uh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Mental. They had a good sense of humor so they used to put me who was like tall and large yeah. with my friend Dia who's tiny and skinny together on the three-legged race so okay. they're like oh that'll be fun to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolute mistake. Yeah,
1: absolute mistake. But yeah, so been like having been overweight yeah your like entire life. I mean, I and then being somewhat fit like I used to do all the fitness stuff mm. so in my head I'm like super capable and super can do it you know the things that i not not doing very well but I could do them yeah but I didn't look on the outside how I felt on the inside and actually was one of the first things I said after I finished and took the pictures at the end of this transformation mm. um, was like I actually feel like what I look like on the outside is how I feel on the inside like that's the same person now
0: when was the first time you realized that you were overweight? You said you've been overweight your whole life. I
1: mean, I don't think I had no consciousness without it until now. Really? Yeah.
0: And how did that happen?
1: I don't know. It's like probably poor eating habits. I mean, I have no memory of, to be honest, being like young and making bad choices. I know that I remember constantly feeling like I need to lose weight. Like that was always a factor in my life. Wow. Um, From being, yeah, pretty young. Wow. So I don't think I, like, know really what it feels... Like, now is the first time I'm finding out what it feels like not to be on a diet, Mm. not to think about, like, I can't fit into those clothes or going shopping is a nightmare because nothing fits the way I want it to fit. Like, this is the first time I actually feel free to, like, do all of those stuff with... Those things with confidence.
0: (laughs) You used another... A phrase before we started recording, you said you feel light. Oh yeah. In, I think a number of different ways, explain what that means to you.
1: So I think there's obviously physically light. Like I feel like more mobile, more like I have more explosiveness in me. Yeah. Um, but I think I also just feel like light emotionally and mentally where, and I feel more agile in my head, more clear Um, yeah, I wake up every morning with the feeling like I'm walking on air. Like if that makes (laughs) sense, like I'm super eager for the day. I'm excited about like everything right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is this the first time you've felt like that for a prolonged period?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Like even before when I've lost weight, I lost 25 kilos after I had Noah And I got down to like 80 kilos or so, um, which for my height is still overweight, Mm. but I think I felt some elements of this before, but never to this extent, like never as like, just like bring it on, bring anything on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's, you you shared a couple of figures there. Let's get, let's get the figures. How tall are you?
1: I am one sixty five.
0: And what's your uh, what's your weight PB? Should we say not that we should be super proud <laughs> of? It, but what's your what's your best score on 55. the scale? Fifty
1: five point nine. Wow. Yeah.
0: And what's your worst score on the scale? One hundred
1: and twelve.
0: Wow. Yeah. When were you one hundred and twelve?
1: That was after I had Noah.
0: The wow is more for the swing because that's half. It's literally half your yeah. your body weight yeah which is an insane kind of swing. So you had Noah when? In
1: 2010, he was born.
0: 2010. And then
1: Marcel was born in 2014. So I lost 25-ish kilos after Marcel, after Noah and then put it back on and more probably with Marcel. And then after I kind of stabilized it around 96 and I sat at 96 probably for the last two years before I started doing this.
0: Were you happy at 96 kilos?
1: I mean, it's all relative, right? Like, I thought I was happy. Yeah. Uh, I was doing all the things, right? I was still super into fitness. I did the marathon. I remember. I did. So I felt like I was happy, but I was still battling all the time, right? Like, battling with food and battling with, like, the swings of like feeling like I've accomplished something and then move chasing on to the next, you know. But I don't know if I was genuinely happy the way I am now. What
0: does that feel like or look like?
1: Like I said, I don't think I've known a day when I wasn't on a diet, you know, like where food wasn't like, I have to resist that. Oh, and I can now have that because I've resisted that. Like it's like a constant fight. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I the day after I took the pictures, I said that this is the first day I'm not on a diet anymore. Like I'm not thinking about, I just like, I know what clean eating is. I've always known what clean eating is. I wasn't able to do it before. Now I know that when I feel well, I feel well. And if I hydrate well, I feel well.
0: But you've never felt that before.
1: Not really. It was always like I'm restricting and then, but it was because I was chasing the weight loss. Right now it's more like I'm not chasing weight loss anymore. I'm like, now I'm just me and I'm happy and I'm here. It's
0: so cool. I mean, it's crazy what what you sort of said there because a lot of people I think are similar that they're always heading towards something with food or heading away from something with food. You know, like, okay, now I can have this or now I'm not having this, I'm abstaining from this. So the relationship is, it's never, it's never sort of linear. We're not, you know, food is what you said is our, is our fuel. It's like, let's hold hands and let's do this together. But you were on a, you didn't have that relationship.
1: Not at all. It was very like, so, you know, when people talk about emotional eating, yeah. like I don't, I was like, oh, that's not me. I don't emotionally eat. But really like my highs were coming from, like I would look forward to certain things or if I felt unsafe or if I felt like I wanted to feel good, yeah. like the thing that I would turn to is food. And I even realized I was doing it with the kids. Like when, the, when I wanted to treat the kids, it mm. wasn't treating them with my time or my energy or my attention. I was treating them with let's go out to eat. Mm. And then, yeah, when that isn't part of the equation, you're like, oh, wow, there's all these other things I could be doing with my kids.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it is mental, isn't it? Because <laughs> those people that listen to the show know I talk a lot about kids and know that I don't have kids. But one of my observations With children these days, is that an easy reward is food. Now, when you and I were younger, I think we were probably also rewarded a little bit with food, but the options were limited. Well, literally, you know, there, there was no, there was no. Well, there was no McDonald's here, right? And I think, do you remember when the first <laughs> the first
1: one opened, and there was a line outside because people were so excited. Or they
0: opened on the way to Sharjah, a drive-through Hardee's, and it was like a forty-minute drive to go there. <laughs> people but would such, go. <laughs> yeah, it was such a. We can reminisce about Dubai's old days as well. It was such a sort of trip and such a novelty yeah. to go and do it. So, but the, the choices were limited. But now, the choices are everywhere to reward. Yeah.
1: And it's so easily accessible, right? Deliveroo's on your phone. Yeah. You could be sitting there thinking about it, and, like, 30 minutes later, it's at your doorstep.
0: Yeah. What do, What were some of your favorites, then? Let's get what, into... What, to like, eat before? Yeah, I want to... Like, let's let's unpack all the bad stuff and <laughs> talk about it and understand, like, how many tubs of Ben & Jerry's you oh could my god in one sitting.
1: To, okay, no, to be fair, I never, like, binge ate. Right, um, okay. But my thing was, like, I... Like, food was, like how I felt free so I'd be like oh I'm an adult I can stop at the gas station and get like a Kit Kat and eat a Kit Kat on the way home which isn't like a bad thing per se but like if it's not part of your you know what your sugar does something where when you eat sugar you want more sugar so like that was like a thing but I yeah I didn't you know to be really honest it's not like I was like binge eating Ben Jerry's or whatever like ice cream's never been my thing anyway but it's like like Shame. if there, we yeah, had no, what am I missing out on? Um, but like, whenever we went to my mom's house, it's mm. like, okay, so my mom, obviously, like, there's a lot of like, caretaking and showing of love through food, not that she cooks, mm. but that she would tell people to cook.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so we'd like, like a lot of Indian food is not super healthy, parathas with ghee and like curries and stuff yeah. like that, and I would eat a lot of it. So right. there's no portion control at all. Um. Yeah, and just like a bread was definitely my thing. Right. Bread and butter is still my thing. Really? Yeah. The first thing I wanted to eat after I was done was baguette and salty butter. Like, it's you, pretty good though, right? Yeah, I like, mean.
0: I think a lot about a baguette. And <laughs> I, I do. Like, I, I, mate, I'll be honest, and I like ice cream. Okay. Like, that's I your
1: thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I mean, how often? Like, I'm not. Yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even, I wouldn't even think about like I'd rather have an acai bowl. than yeah. you know, it hits
1: the same spots.
0: It does the same thing. Like my, my actually my go to. This is not about me, but this is about me. Um, <laughs> I t- take the Thermomix and I put in bananas, cacao powder, and a little bit of maple syrup, and it makes like chocolate banana ice Ooh, cream. Yum! That and sounds it, so yeah, good. it tastes really good. And that's, that's one of the things as well that obviously with, you mentioned Deliveroo, like it's a lot faster to get ice cream on that. But I'll having
1: said that, there's so many healthy options now that are available are. here. You just got to be careful because it, a lot of people advertise things as healthy. I mean, don't, if you don't check the ingredients, then you're probably going to get some shit I mean, shit this, your-
0: is the, this is the thing. But yeah, the old school baguette with... Uh, with some butter is yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Actually I mean that's why I stopped eating bread because where does it where does it really go to? You know, there's no from, end. There's no end to it as well. And maybe that's not a healthy relationship either, but yeah. I was just like, no, I just won't. Yeah. And and since then. So you didn't you didn't so much binge eat yeah. but you ate freely and you said emotionally.
1: Yeah. What did that look like? So, I think like it wasn't like, oh, I'm feeling sad, so right. therefore I must eat. It was more like, I wanna feel happy. Wow. And so I'm gonna treat myself with whatever it is.
0: So, you're just trying to release dopamine through buying something yeah. and yeah. then getting a little sugar it's high?
1: Exactly that. Frequently? Very frequently. What is, how Like, frequently? I don't know, every day on the way home from work or, really? yeah, every 100%. Like, there were periods of time where, it was, Either I was super clean where none of that happened, or I was rebounding from being super clean and all of that happened and regularly. Um, But do you not
0: have days where you're like you're intelligent and most I don't think so (laughs) (laughs) most of you said it you've alluded to it when we were recording, you said it before. Everybody knows. Like you you knew that it was wrong. Did you have moments when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm very calm now. I'm sober. I don't have one of these cravings. I know it's wrong. How do I stop it?
1: Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I was so lucid. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Because you're, that's what I'm saying is like some with food, I feel like your brain, when you're eating shit food Mm. doesn't function well. And so you're making decisions driven by the food rather yeah. than making decisions driven by your own intent. Hundred percent. And when you cut out the foods that are like doing that, mm. like sugar being one of them, then you're acting rather than reacting all the yeah. time. Yeah. So I think that was like the key was when you detox from a lot of the Pollutants that like there's chemicals and so much. I mean, this is like a whole thing, right? Mm, mm. But when you detox from some of those things that are like they cr- create cravings in you, mm. then you're like actually you to making choices as yeah. opposed to reacting to the last thing you ate.
0: It's a, that's actually really well put because and there's a lot of additives and preservatives within certain foods that are playing with your brain chemistry. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, because. Although I, I know that, I've never actually thought of it in the way that you've just put it over. So you, you actually d- don't, you have the knowledge, but you don't mix it with any rational moments. Yeah, and exactly. you just keep So you, you're, the food is basically numbing you or distracting you yeah, And you can't have those moments because you don't have the right fuel going in to fuel your brain in the right way. That's yeah. how you felt.
1: Yeah. And you th- and I think like a lot of us think that, OK, so if I don't eat sugar for today, mm. that I'll, I'll be back reset. Be yeah. But actually, it's not it's not a day. Mm. Like, I think for me, that's why that six months of complete consistency. And yeah. it was very unbalanced. Right. Everyone was like, oh, my God, how are you going to sustain this diet? It's yeah. unsustainable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, probably. But it was the right thing to do at that time because it was six months of I'm not entertaining any bullshit. Mm. Like, no bullshit is going in my mouth. (laughs) And then that meant that, like, when I exited that period of six months that Mm. I felt completely, like, now I can make choices. If I want to have something that has sugar in it, it's a choice Mm. that I'm making.
0: It's interesting Because some personalities work really well with what you've just said with literally you've gone cold turkey yeah you know and it's the same with people stopping alcohol stopping cigarettes all different drugs some people can throw all the cigarettes away and some people go from 40 to 20 to 10 to 5 to 1 and 2 and you know yeah what what do you think why are you one of the or why were you a person that had to go cold turkey to fix the situation you were in?
1: I think I had to do something I hadn't done before. Because, like, my whole life, right, this whole thing of always being on a diet yeah. was always that, oh, no, you should be balanced in what you do. And, you know, 80-20 principle, and, you know, you can't cut out food groups. Like, okay, yeah, that, I've done that, and it didn't work. So now yeah. I need to try something new, and that something new is that I'm going to be fully committed to this way of life.
0: Were you at rock bottom?
1: Probably not. Really? <laughs> yeah. In all honesty, I was. I was fine. Yeah. But I was, like, I think that when so when my brother came and said, "Let's do this together," I was like, "All right, if I'm gonna do this with him, a it was like super expensive to train with this guy." <laughs> like, stupid come to
0: expensive. the crazy prices in a minute.
1: I mean. I now can say 100% worth it of but like yeah. So I'm like if I'm going to do this and I think having the accountability of doing it with someone who I like love so much and respect so much and want to do good for yeah. Like that was the perfect combination for me to just be like all in.
0: So your brother came to you yeah. With the idea.
1: Yeah. see, so because So Vic and Rickson and these guys yeah. had all completed a transformation, come out with six packs, looked amazing. Yeah. And he was like, I want to be in the best. He was in great shape. Right. He was like, I want to be in the best shape. Okay. So I'm going to do this and I, you want to do it with me? And I was like, really? yeah, I want to do it with you. <laughs> How about,
0: talk about that a little bit because obviously you guys all know each other. A lot of you grew up here together or in, in similar sort of circles for uh, periods of time. I know when Rickson came from MDS, he he wanted to go back to MDS, and he got them, he got a whole bunch of these guys to go and do it. I never saw you as as sort of following that pack, but that must them doing that. Like when your brother came, that. Was it a nudge? Like, was it inspiring yeah. to see what they'd done? 100%. Yeah.
1: You don't want to, like, stop the streak, right? Like, all these other people have done so well, you're like, I want to do that well. Really? Like, I want to be part of that, you know, thing.
0: So it was powerful and positive yeah. peer group pressure, really. Yeah.
1: It wasn't like, oh, they've done it. And I, to be really honest, though, when I first set out, I was like, I'm not going to look like that in my post pictures. Like, that's not, that's not me. Right. But I am going to do something. Right. Right. Like, and I'm going to do all my efforts going to go into it. I may not end up looking the same, but I'm going to like, I'm going to put all the same effort in. Why do you think that was? I don't think in my head I would like had entertained the possibility of me being capable enough to look a certain way.
0: Which links into a lot of what you're saying. It just your brain hadn't ever had that exposure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the second you take away those boundaries from yourself where like, I saw, like, even as I was doing it, I don't like physically, I couldn't see the change in the mirror. So everyone's saying to me, oh, you look different or you've lost a lot of weight or whatever. But in my head, I still looked the same. Mm. Like even now, okay, less so. But even now in my head, I'm like, I look at my, like, I'll glance myself in the mirror. I'm like, that's me. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It takes, it takes time to, yeah. I I mean, for
0: 40 years, you saw yourself a certain way, weight fluctuation up to 112 leveled off at 96. You kind of see yourself. And then in a quite a short period of time, your, your mind is having to remember these pictures of what the new you looks like. So you must.
1: Yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Where's the other half? (laughs) Like, it's. So your brother comes and he's like, let's do this. Yeah. And you were like, yes. Okay. (laughs) Scared?
1: Yeah, I was because I didn't want to disappoint him. Wow. So I was like, Initially I was very like actually I said I say that I was very much yes, but there was a little bit of like, oh that's you know, are we sure? Oh I have already I like I'm already signed up for XYZ class or I'm already doing like I'm gonna have to disrupt my schedule for this.
0: All the excuses. Yeah,
1: like all of that came up. And then when I was like, no, I think he's right. And then I remember journaling the night before being like before I went in to meet Carlos for the first time, being like, if you're gonna do this, like this is the last Time because if you're not successful now, you need to put this to bed and not keep failing at something, mm. you know what I mean? Like, mm. stop fighting this losing battle mm. because all of that failure, right? Like, when you spend your entire life trying to do something and not being able to do it, you categorize yourself in your own mind as a failure. Mm. And then that stopped me from being able to see success in so many other parts of my life, right? I have a good career. I've worked for the same organization for almost 18 years and successfully. Mm. I have, you know, a beautiful family. I have mm. So all tick, tick in the box that all of that is success, mm. but I never attributed it to the hard work that I was doing. I was like, oh, I just got lucky. I just fell into all of this stuff.
0: Really.
1: So if you don't see yourself as successful and you're constantly failing at something and something as integral as what you look like, what your body feels like, the thing that's carrying this brain around, like that's a really big disconnect.
0: Do you think because you'd always been on a diet of sorts or going into a diet or going away from a diet and always been overweight, you were going, you always going into things not confident because yeah. your subconscious wasn't programmed for success.
1: Yeah. Then, and so it's surprising that success even happened, right? Yeah. Because that's why I considered it luck because it's not through the effort that I'm putting in.
0: That, I mean, that's the thing. Like <clears throat> I remember in the old gym, you know, you'd be there five 30 in the morning. Like if, if someone just randomly called me six months ago and said, did Manisha put in full effort? Uh, I'd have no reason but to say yes, absolutely. Yeah. She was always there. She was always on time with a smile. Like, was she happy to be there? Yes. You know, and, and maybe some of it was a front. Maybe some of it was running towards something or away from something. But yeah. generally, mate, like your effort levels were yeah. were high. And that's why you have a successful career. Yeah. So why couldn't you do it before? Like, why was this the the final...
1: I don't, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure that I know. Okay. Something fundamentally changed. Like something when Mickey said, come, let's do this together. And I started to see success through that. Like something changed. I don't know what it is. You journal. I do journal. Yeah. Have not you regularly as you I journal for a long time. Uh, yeah. Like the last maybe six, seven years where I, if I have thoughts, I write them down. It's not like I sit down and journal every single day.
0: Has it become more active in the last six or eight months?
1: Yeah. And through different vehicles, like I voice note myself now, I will like write notes on like on my phone. I always thought journaling had to be like you sit down with pen and paper, which is a great way to do it if you have the, if that's what works for you. But it's not something that I can commit to. So I'm like... I just write stuff down, or I'll send myself voice notes.
0: You should start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I sat an hour Everyone yesterday, a talking to myself, talking to the camera, and I'm like, "This is just." I therapy. totally could.
1: I mean, I love the sound of my own voice. So, <laughs> you
0: have a nice voice, though. So there was a fun. There was a fundamental shift because your journaling has changed, and your attitude towards what was incoming. Which yeah. essentially was still in your mind, your mind still saw it as just another diet. Yeah. We'll figure it out one day what yeah. what, the change, what was. the change was. So talk us through it. You you go and see you go and see this guy, you go and your brother has signed up. You failed so many times. This is the last straw. That your head just must be like all over the shop.
1: It, yeah, it was to some extent. But so we sat down the first time and I actually told him that like the thing that I'm most worried about is that what we're doing is not going to work. Right. That I'm going to like spend all this money. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Or Mickey's going to spend all this money because he contributed to a lot of yeah. it. yeah. Um, and it's not going to do like nothing's going to be different. And he was just like, trust me. And I was like, all right, I will trust you. And then the other thing is that I had never done anything with consistency before. So I do a diet Mm. and then not see results after a period of time. And- like as a woman, your menstrual cycle has a lot to do with how you lose weight. And so yeah. when you get to a period of the month when you're just before your period and you're not losing weight, you're like, oh, this is not working. So let's ditch that. And, and all, all the cravings that are an all-time high yeah, then, course, right? So yeah. you're like, let's fuck that and eat chocolate instead because <laughs> it's not working anyway. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um,
1: so I hadn't done anything with consistency. and And I was super transparent with Carlos. Every time I felt like this isn't working, he would just be like, this is the hard bit, be patient and keep doing what you're doing. Like, don't falter. And that was it. So, okay, didn't falter. And I got through those, like, moments of uncertainty. Um, And now I realize that actually those were the times when I would see big drops straight after. It's like, if I stayed consistent through those moments when I felt like giving in, that's when it paid off. It was crazy.
0: It's almost like, when there's a storm outside and it's really getting aggressive there's something in our minds that go it must be nearly done yeah like that's that and you're in the the depth of the storm it's transformation coaches generally I don't know my perception of them is a little bit of a con
1: okay like
0: you know, I don't know this guy, and you told me before. He's, I, I get the vibe that he's amazing, and he's done really good things with. But what was your perception when you were going in there? You're, 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 responsible for a lot of money. However, it came to the table, it's it's a damn big chunk of change, and you're, you're 40. You've been playing with this for a long time, you know, and you sit with this guy and you trust him implicitly.
1: Yeah, I think I mean there's something about the way Carlos operates in that he is very humble and yeah. he's very quiet. Okay. Like he's not loud and obnoxious and it's just very calm and confident. And I like I think I fed off of that a little bit. Yeah. Where I was just like, all right, I like this doesn't need to be as difficult or you know, just follow the instructions. Yeah. For like the first time, actually follow all the instructions and yeah. Consistently do it um, I think You know the thing is I think a lot of people think Transformation coaches might be a con Because they're not telling you anything Hugely different To what you probably already know If you're a fairly aware human being Yeah. You know you can get a lot of this information On Instagram or wherever Right? One Podcasts it. But it's just about like Yeah dumbing it down Doing what you need to do For a period of time. And yeah, like if somebody's alongside you, kind of settling you down when you're the most panicky about things, that's what, that's what they're like gift. That's what you're paying them for, essentially.
0: I think that calmness brings the trust as well, right? Yeah. You know, it's some people want lots of noise, but I think the people that generally want lots of noise probably need the noise to distract them mm-hmm. whereas in moments like this you actually I mean I, I know with my coaching sometimes when, it, when I have a client that's quite fired up I, I talk a lot right <laughs> but when I have a client that's quite fired up I'll I'll say less yeah. and maybe push them away for a day or two days because and it comes to what really I think is the crux of this it's it's actually it's in you it's in us yeah. and that's I say it to people like I can sit around this table with a, with a client or with a member of staff and I can get you fired up to run through a brick wall. But that brick wall is going to be there on Monday morning. Yeah. And are you still going to want
1: to? Yeah, you've got to want it.
0: You've, yeah. got, to, you've got to want it. And that's where, I mean, that's, that's where it's interesting because there's so many different bits and pieces at play here. Yeah. And that's where it's like, okay, you've got last straw, you've got your brother, you've got a a big chunk of change on the line, but then you've got a guy sat across the table who you immediately connect with. Yeah. Which is
1: Yeah. And I think the other thing is that like it I spend a lot of time hearing, like I listen to a lot of podcasts about health, I listen to Huberman, I listen to Joe Rogan. (laughs) Like, all of the traditional stuff that you will get on Instagram. And for, like, once I was not trying to implement anything that I was hearing from all of these, which is often contrary. So, like, one person be saying something, the other person saying the exact opposite. Both of them are saying it with conviction. So you're like, I don't know who to believe. So
0: true.
1: Um, So you get, you tend to get super confused, especially if you're interested in this area. Mm. Um, And so for once, I was like, I'm not going to try to do a hundred different things i'm just gonna stick to one protocol right and then and we added things like it changed over time so initially i was not doing intermittent fasting i added that in at some point mm. um then added in sauna and then cold exposure and like just and it was all really good habits that were making me feel so good like, let's
0: talk about some of them then so first up obviously your food changed yeah. a lot Talk us through bits and pieces of that.
1: So I became vegetarian after I did my marathon. Okay. <laughs> Which is probably not at all an intended consequence <laughs> from doing the marathon with direction from inner fight. <laughs> but um, so I, I was a really bad vegetarian. So I got a lot of my... So basically ate meat. Uh, ba- no, <laughs> basically ate carbs. Right. All day, every day. Right, okay. Um, like my, because I was missing meat on my plate it was being filled in by the things that were satiating like bread pasta carbs whatever um so i so i think predominantly the one biggest change was that i cut out refined carbohydrates and started focusing on getting carbs from vegetables and from sweet potato and the good sources of carbs um and yeah portion control drank a lot more water stopped snacking through the day Uh, didn't eat sugar. So that was probably like the one food group that like everyone's like, don't cut out a food group. But like, I don't think sugar is necessary. Like, it's not bad for you in small quantities, but the way that I was eating sugar before was probably not the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, so just, and became super, so yeah, food changed from what I was eating perspective. Timing as well, like I started intermittent fasting. So I started, you know, eating it, after training instead of eating something before I trained, which I prefer to train fasted anyway. Like I just feel better, I feel stronger. How long were you fasting for? Not long. So in the beginning it was 12 to 14 hours Mm -hmm. and then it extended over a period of time where I was like eating really a window between 12 and like five. Yeah. And then the rest of the time I wasn't eating. And I wasn't really missing, this was something Carlos actually said. He's like, if you feel like you're hungry, eat. Mm. But if you can get through those hours without like thinking about food and you're not hungry, then don't eat. Mm. So if it like you don't want to add stress to your body, yeah, exactly. right? you want to be it has to be easy.
0: It's tough sometimes people. You mentioned emotional eating. It's hard for people to decipher, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, am I hungry because I want dopamine Am I hungry because I want distraction? Like and we saw, we've seen it a lot through COVID. Like people working from home, sitting yeah. at home offices or on the couch with their laptop, they want a break. And instead of you know going and flicking someone's ears in the IT department, you know they they, <laughs> they don't have anyone's ears to go and flick. So they the fridge is go to right the kitchen. There, yeah, exactly. You know? Proximity
1: to the kitchen is a huge thing, right? Like I would choose to go upstairs and work because it meant that I wasn't in line of sight. To the kitchen because I'm, you know, you'd still, f- those cues still exist. Yeah. You just now have different tools to override them. So drinking water, for example, you're you probably thirsty. No, and I'm not still great at it to be honest. Do I you try not even to get feel thirsty.
0: These.
1: Yeah, but I confuse it for hunger half the time. Right. Where I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. No, 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 you're just thirsty.
0: <laughs> Someone actually told me that once. They're like, if you feel hungry. Have a glass of water. Wait thirty minutes, and if you're still hungry, then you know, eat something. go yeah. and eat.
1: That's a pretty good tip.
0: I think it is, and I think it. I mean, where we're really getting to is a lot of awareness awareness around how you're actually feeling. Whether yeah. that is just because you're bored of that Excel spreadsheet, whether you're yeah. looking for
1: a break, yeah. a
0: break, or whether you you know there's there's proven. Research that when you actually take some money out, go and buy something, make the effort to go and get it, then you feel like you've done something, you've earned it, whether it's a Apple or whether it's a Kit Kat. You know? <laughs> so there's, but there, you said it so well before that you didn't have that awareness, yeah. but step by step you're starting to get it. And I think yeah. that's one of the greatest things with having a coach or a mentor near you. It's like, all that he's starting to do is help you identify yeah. what really, what the feeling is. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is, like you said, you didn't, you didn't know before.
1: Yeah, I think also there is something to be said for, so you said, actually, now I'm thinking about it. So what changed? Um, there's something to be said for when you actually want better for yourself Mm. and you start to look at yourself differently then your choices change Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like how you spend your time what you're doing what you're eating like do you sleep early Mm. like when you want to do good for yourself then like everything is fueled by that desire to do good for yourself
0: do you think you never wanted to do good for yourself
1: I think there are probably elements of that, like where it was more, everything was like, um, I say everything, but a lot of it was a distraction from not feeling great. Mm. And then when you start to feel good on the inside, and actually the feedback you get from the world is positive, then that whole interface changes.
0: The book I gave you talks a lot about what you've spoken about, about, the conscious and the subconscious and not actually knowing. Have you started to think or had any thoughts along the way about how your childhood or how your university years got you to the point that you are at? A
1: hundred percent. So, okay, so I'll tell... I wasn't intending (laughs) to bring this up. but So, I think we grew up in a really loving, caring home, but there Mm. was elements of trauma there. Right. And I think a lot of eating and stuff comes from trying to make yourself feel better. Mm. So that was one thing. And then when I was in university at 17, I lost my hair. Mm. When I lost my hair, so I have an autoimmune disorder called alopecia. um, There was a huge rift between mind and body, because it's like, this is doing something like my Mm. body's doing something. I have no control over. And it's something that is very impactful, right? 17, overweight, at university, by yourself, and your hair is falling out in clumps. It was not easy. Mm. And there was a huge sense of distrust and lack of control.
0: Mm. And
1: I don't know if necessarily like food was a, a fix for that, but a lot of, there was a lot of disconnect. Mm. I think that's the only way to describe it.
0: And it's hard at that age to understand.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had no, like now now that I'm spending time thinking about what that must have felt like as a 17 year old, I think I'd blocked a lot of it from my memory. Of course you did. Yeah. Because it was that hard.
0: Yeah. But that's not, we do that because we don't know how to cope.
1: Yeah. It's a protection, right? Like you protect yourself by not remembering or remembering it in a certain way.
0: Mm. So you think that's probably a catalyst for what played out over the yeah. next 20 years? Yeah.
1: And I think now this friendship that I've created with my body, this mm. trust that mm. we have built together where I do something and I see the result of doing it, mm. it was like a slow progression of actually believing that, right, you spend all that time putting, like you said, I was at the gym 5.30 in the morning, but... I wasn't making the right choices to allow my body to react the right way. And now I was making not only the effort, but I was making the right choices for my body to react in a certain way. And I could see the outcome of it. And all of a sudden you start building on, building on, building on. And you, what I, now what I feel like is my, like I have control. Mm. Like I can do whatever I want mm. because I now have like this renewed like yeah, connection
0: a lot we've spoken about sight as driving you in we spoke about it when you see yourself in in the mirror and you're half the size that you used to be you could see these results when you started to lose your hair that was the sense that was also the most heightened yeah so your sight has driven you because the whole time
1: yeah and now think about the fact that if you base your entire self worth on how you feel other people look at you or how you look at yourself, like no wonder I was lacking self confidence, hundred percent, or self esteem, or didn't feel like I wanted to do good for myself because what, like, what was the point?
0: And it got to a point that was so bad that you didn't—you were too scared to order McDonald's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So I used to not wanna go and talk to people I didn't know, which meant that I would send somebody else to order my food. Cause what is that guy gonna think of me? Also ordering McDonald's, like when you're overweight, everyone's like, oh, that's what they eat all the time. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not
1: that guy. <laughs> there's two
0: different things at play. Yeah.
1: But how does that
0: pan out? Maybe you've thought of it, maybe you haven't. Like if you're, if you're making decisions and your motivation and a lot of feeling is based on a single sense or has been based on a single sense of sight, how do you re-navigate that? Because you're now in incredible shape. You look fantastic. You know, it, it's, where, do, where does it go from here? Like, you're not going to 45 kilos, mate.
1: No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> please
0: don't. <laughs> so how, do you ever think like, like what's the next, where does it go?
1: Yeah, I don't know. So we messaged about this after and I was like, I'm kind of like leaving space open. Mm. Like I've signed up for in terms of goals, right? Yeah. Like I do have certain goals for myself. I signed up for um, Paris in April next year. Actually, I'm doing it with a friend who came out to do 10K when I did my marathon on the beach Why? and she ran a half marathon for the first time. No way. So we were like, all right, full circle. That's let's amazing. go do Paris together. Um, but so, yeah, I have that. But i like now I just I kind of want to have fun. Mm. Like, I just want to enjoy feeling like this, whatever way that means. So I've been, like, trying out a whole bunch of different exercise classes. I've been doing, like, I did aerial yoga the other day. (laughs) How good. So fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, yeah, just, like, I don't know, honestly. Like, I don't have specific... Like I want to look a certain way, or yeah. you know, like I'm not going based off that. I know that I want to feel good, and I want to do things that make me feel good. So that's what I'm chasing. Like, so maybe,
0: maybe we're at a point where actually you are starting, you you are more aware of other senses.
1: Yeah, probably like way more. Yeah, I mean, touch for sure, right? With yeah. the ice and the sauna, yeah. and like that's been a huge. I really think everyone should do ice therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Phenomenal. Yeah. The, I mean, just the dopamine release, yeah. all the chemical shit that happens in your brain, like it, you feel so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think touch is a huge thing. I don't know about smell being such such a like, sense that I'm aware of.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, some people are, some people aren't. It's, I don't know, but you, it's almost like we have all these senses, but we go through a large part of life Relying on one or letting one drive us. Yeah. You know, because I don't look like the others, I can't do that. Or because I look like this, I can't order McDonald's because then everyone's going to think. Judge me. Yeah. You think, you also think that everyone else is using the same sense to judge you. But in fact, Probably they don't care. Yeah, you know a lot of the time, and it's the same. What's the book, the five love languages where yeah. we give love in all these different ways, and we could give love and want to receive love differently. But again, I think it comes back to this awareness around what's what, and you definitely, yeah, your feelings now, yeah. are way well. They're probably bringing the 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 sight into
1: yeah. a lot
0: more a lot balance. more balance. Yeah. yeah, for sure. When we go through big changes like this people around us react in different ways what have you seen and felt and not touched (laughs) we could (laughs) say touched but where how's it gone for you
1: um so i think i don't know if it's when people see success that Mm. it makes them reflect on their own feeling of success
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I think, I mean, to be fair, I wasn't also the easiest person to live around for that six months. Cause I was so consumed with myself, mm. like to the point of nobody else or anything else mattered. I mean, even my kids, to be really honest, like I mm. wouldn't do drop off because I had, I wanted to be at the gym at a certain time. And mm. so it was really to the point of exclusion. And I think that's what I needed to do for myself. Yeah. Um, is it what I want to continue to do going forward? Maybe not because sure. very, so there's that concept of the first principle or first principle was that I wanted to achieve this thing. Mm. Um, and I wanted to change fundamentally. My first principle will probably change now that that's completed. So like being a good parent being there for my kids, I think is a huge driver for me. Right. Mm. Um, so things will settle into place. Um, Was everyone super supportive all the time? (laughs) Maybe not. Where people, um, everyone has an opinion about what you're doing and is it sustainable and is it the right way to do it? And, you know, should should you be doing X, Y, Z instead? Like you just, for me, I had to kind of tune all of it out and just be like, I'm already confused. (laughs) I don't need a hundred opinions. I just simply need to focus on following
0: instructions. How do you get rid of those opinions, mate? For someone that's listening that, is feeling a similar way that, you know, whatever they do, there's a voice somewhere that's talking to them. How, how did you, how did you deal with that?
1: I think, um, well, one is to make a conscious decision, Mm. right? Like decide what you want for you. Mm -hmm. And then, I think you've got to hear people because it has to contrast for you to be able to either be so sure that what you're doing is right, or maybe tweak things. Yeah. Um, like this is not everybody, you know, everyone's wrong and I'm right. There are, there are inputs that you'll receive that will change the way that you do things for the better. Mm. But I think it's like about having faith in yourself and not needing to hear from, yeah, 50 people. I guess yeah.
0: as well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but because of the way that you saw yourself for all that time, you never were want, like a lot of us come through life living off external validation, but because your confidence maybe, or how you felt or how you saw yourself, you, you never went looking for that.
1: So I think I was always desperately looking for that and yeah, not, getting not getting it. Not getting it, right.
0: Yeah. So then when people started to speak, it was easy to block out what's...
1: Yeah, maybe. Or I think, I think it was more having confidence that what I was doing was working and therefore I could just listen to myself. Yeah. You know, like the choices that I'm making. And I, I spent a lot of time um, thinking about my own thoughts. So right. I added meditation, yep. but as like a consistent practice... Um, And listening to affirmations, I know everybody will have their woohoo, like this is bullshit. (laughs) Let them. It worked. Yeah, it works for me. It makes me feel good. So when I was so I do my walks and I listen to this one particular thing, which sounds to some people who have never heard it before, like a crazy person talking. Mm. But it would give me the fuel that I needed to know that I was on the right path. Like everything, every choice that I was making was getting me to a place that was better and better and better and better. And like, that's how I feel now. Mm. Like every choice that I'm making is getting me to a place that's better. And if it isn't, that's fine too. But my expectation with everything that I do now is that I'm doing it because A, it feels good. And B, it's getting me to a place that's making me better.
0: How do you know what Feels good. We, I'm sort of going a little bit back to the start here. Like you're saying yes to stuff. What is there any decision-making process? Like, does it, is it just like a, a gut feeling that just it's like, yes.
1: Yeah, I think I, yeah, it is like a gut feeling. Uh, and I think also it's saying yes and then worrying about whatever else after. Um, like even with work stuff now, right? Like if somebody comes to me and says that there's this pet project that I want you to take on, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll before I was saying yes to people, please. Now I'm saying yes, because I want the experience. Right. So, and down the line, if I find out that, okay, that yes was maybe like not <laughs> such a great decision, at least now I've tried. Yeah. Right. And I'm then I can make an educated, like, okay, Maybe that's not right. Uh, yeah. Or can we pass this over to someone else? Or, But I want to make an effort. Like, I want to give a little bit. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Do you have any fears that everything's happened really fast?
1: <laughs> the the loose skin on my body? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that was avoidable, to be really honest. Like, I don't think if I lost this weight over two years, it would have made any difference to, like, how my body reacted to it. Mm. Um. Do I have fears about going back to the the way that I was before? Yeah. Or or like,
0: I don't think about stuff like this, so I I don't really expect other people to, but I know people do. It's like, do you have moments where do you dream as the overweight person or do you dream as the person who you used to be that didn't have self-confidence and does that yeah create-
1: there's definitely elements of all of that that still comes up
0: <laughs> sorry if I'm freaking or you out
1: <laughs> no you're not freaking me out at all there is definitely el- because you've been a certain way yeah. your entire so that lack of self conf but now I I identify this is also gonna make me sound really weird but I identify I identify it as a voice in my head mm. that is not necessarily me it's coming from somewhere else and okay I accept that mm. But I'm not giving into it. Mm. And that's, I think that's when we talk, when you say transformation, Mm. like it's not just about how your body looks, it's about what's happening inside here that is so different to the way that it was happening before. Like I can now identify when the voice says certain things, you know, or you can't do that. Or why would you think that he, or, you know, why did you behave a certain way or why did you say it that way? But I hear that and I'm like, no, no. I did it and it's done and now you know what I mean like it's and that's
0: the key what do they call it in meditation equanimity you just the thought comes let it let it come let it come yeah. it's okay yeah. and look at it yeah but keep it just here yeah rather than going and actioning yeah that negative thought and that's why obviously mate you look you look fantastic, and because you, you are lighter, you feel great. But the physical side is...
1: Teeny, tiny part. <laughs> it, but it must,
0: you'll correct me, at the start, it's huge, but now that even so short afterwards, you realize that actually yeah. it's tiny.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, the, the, so my closest friends who have loved me and been there for me and my, you know, the people who have always been there didn't see what I was seeing. Yeah. So for them, the okay, fun, the change is there, but actually, I'm still the same person, and they react to me the same way. And, but it's the rest of the it's the interaction with the rest of the world that really has has changed a lot.
0: It's cool because I I still hundred percent see you as the same person, but I I feel you lighter. Yeah. Like you were always smiley. I don't think there was a day that you came to the gym that you didn't smile. Yeah. And you always did stuff. I said it before, and you always did it 100%. Yeah. So listening to now, yeah, I'm doing stuff and I'm doing it 100%, like you're, you're yeah, the same. For but, you,
1: that was like, that was the case. But in my head,
0: y- yeah, you it didn't wasn't it.
1: happening the same way. Because
0: you probably only managed to behave like that in certain areas of life that kind of... When I saw your transformation, and you, I remembered that you said something's going to change about nine months ago whenever whenever you were going into it and I was like I wonder what that is it's cryptic but I'll just I'll let it be over there (laughs) but then when I and I I actually can't remember how I came across it the fact that you'd gone through this transformation but I remember sending you a message and then I saw you at track because I had this weird feeling and it, it sounds woo-woo, and I know <laughs> it, it probably is. But for a lot of people, I think a transformation like this is almost the, the end. And that's my biggest fear, actually, for a lot of people that go through these kind of things. And, and when you see people go from, you know, they drop 15 to 20 kilos and they have the six-pack shots. Where do you go from there? Yeah. Like, it's tough. But with you, I think it's the start. And I think it's, it's the start of, a, of something, I don't know. It's hard to explain what I feel it's the start of without being totally crazy. But I want to ask you, like I know you're in the present, but what does, do you think about like, now what, could, what is life, what could life be? You've lived 40 years in this body that's overweight, that's bound up, that doesn't touch, feel, smell, yeah. see the things, now you like it must just be like yeah in a candy store
1: it feels like it feels exactly like that i feel like limitless possibility and i'm so open to it it's and i love that you planted the seed for me that this was the (laughs) beginning rather than the end because really it made me start thinking about it because you could very easily do a diet for a period of time. And then when you're done, you just go back to the way that you were before. And then nothing has actually fundamentally changed, right? When you said that it was like, for you, it's the beginning. Mm. That changed the way I saw it too. <laughs> sorry. So No, don't be sorry. It was a gr- it's a great thing, right? Mm. It's a great thing to feel like you have limitless potential, limitless yeah. possibility, anything can happen and you don't put any constraints on yourself, right? From a career perspective, from, uh, like I went to our GM the other day and I was like, you know what, I've never done sales before. Maybe I'd be good at sales. Can I shadow you when I come back from the summer? No way. I would never have put myself in that position before, never. Yeah. So here I am like, okay, willing to try it. Okay, I might not work for me and that's fine too. Okay to try. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like And I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what I want to fill the space in my life with. Mm. I know I want to do things that feel good. Training feels good. So I obviously will continue. I've always trained. I will continue to train. Yeah. Um, Eating well feels good. So I'm going to continue to do that.
0: (laughs) The impact that you've had on your children. And I want to wrap it up here because you said something earlier about how selfish you thought it was. And I didn't jump in then, but for the time that they were young kids you gave them everything yeah you they couldn't live without you for years yeah so i don't think you should ever feel bad that you took 6 months and and now a mother with the attitude that you have how do they feel <laughs> or how do you think they feel
1: so, I think the most impact obviously is on my elder son, Noah. Mm. So, he's turning 13 this year. And I told you he lost 18 kilos yeah. alongside me just simply following similar
0: Amazing. ways of eating. He didn't have, um, didn't have to pay all the money for him. didn't
1: have to pay all the money for him. He got free advice. Yeah. Um, I am so grateful that it happened at the time that it happened and that he gets to experience life in a, his trajectory for me has changed. And I think he looks at me and I feel it. I feel so connected to him because of this, like with something we did kind of together at the same time, both of us, like, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful and I'm super excited for him.
0: Amazing. It's, it's phenomenal. I'm so proud, I'm proud to know you. I'm so happy how you've spoken to us. It's honestly, it's-
1: Thanks for giving me the opportunity. I was shitting myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I told you, as soon as you put these mics on (laughs) and these cameras, everything kind of changes, but nothing really changes at all. But you speak beautifully and it really is inspiring. It's so interesting. I still see it and- Maybe it's not the right thing, but everything's an experiment to me. And I love to watch and I love to try and chip in and support where I can and and, and to help the people that listen to the show to maybe understand. And there's so much that's come from this. So thank you
1: thank you. so much and thank you. I'm excited. Me too. It's not the last
0: time we talk. I don't know when I we'll talk not. on here again, but I think, I don't know. This is fun. It's quite fun talking into mics. <laughs> <laughs> Manisha, thank you so much. Thank
1: you.